Hi, welcome to Solo BG Podcast. This is another episode. My name is Derek. Thank you so much for being another episode here with me. And I'm very happy to be with you. And tonight's episode, we will have a very special one. We will be talking about one of the games that is definitely on my top three of this uh, 2019. And this is the City of Kings. But before I keep uh, you know, talking, if this is your first time in the podcast, well, welcome. And I'm glad that you're here. And let me tell you a little bit about uh, what is this about, you know. Uh, this is a podcast that focuses on solo and cooperative board games. Or in any competitive board game or Euro board game that uh, has either an official uh, solo variant or are unofficial. That means uh, that somebody made it or created it for the game and then you're able to play it solo or cooperative or vice versa. But anyway, that's the purpose of this uh, show. But also uh, during sections of the show... We talk about other episodes that they're not necessarily solo or cooperative. And that's because at the beginning of the show, you know, I usually tell you on the intro about the game that we're going to talk about. And I'll tell you also what games I've been playing and what I think about those games. And sometimes those games, they're not solo or cooperative or they don't have any variant. They're just fully competitive or fully uh, Euro games. And, you know, either way I talk about them. Anyway, so with that being said, I'm very glad that you're here. If, you, if this is the first episode, once again, go and listen to the previous episodes. Um, you know, usually it's one ep uh, one game focused per episode. So in that way, if you have any particular game, probably we already have it there. Or if you have any special requests, you can uh, put it on the comments wherever you listen to this podcast. Or you can send us an email at solobgpodcast at gmail.com. Or follow us in our Facebook and Twitter and Instagram at SoloBGPodcast. Once again, this is Derek. I'm very happy that you're here with me. And I'm very happy that I'm with you. And also, I want to tell you that I'm currently uh, in the earliest stages, or it's already on air, our YouTube channel in Spanish about board games and everything that is related to the geek universe. We talk about geek news. We talk about... Uh, we do uh, geek unboxings. Not necessarily mainly board games, but other stuff. Everything that is related to the geek universe, and you can find that in Spanish at the moment only uh, on YouTube at Geek86. Look for us. We are the ones with the red logo and the dice. Um, and so, yeah, on YouTube, Geek86, and also on Facebook, Geek86 altogether. And, yeah, that's in Spanish at this time. But that's all I have for the before the intro. So with that being said, let's start. Ready, set, go. Welcome to Solo BG, your podcast for solo and cooperative board games. Here you will find everything you need to know about your favorite and most recent games. Art, rules, gameplays and interviews. Here is your host, Derek Rodriguez. Hello, everyone, and welcome again. This is Derek, and you are in Solo BG Podcast. So let's start with the show. In this episode, we're going to be talking about The City of Kings. Uh, is designed by Frank West and published by The City of Games. Uh, and I'm very excited to talk about this game because... It's definitely, I can tell you that I'm still waiting for surprises, Kickstarter, Gen and all the stuff. But so far, I'm pretty sure that this game will be on my top three, definitely, of this year. Uh, it's an amazing game that we will be unboxing together. We will be uh, uh, 
you know, learning how to play together and all the stuff. I will try to do basically on the gameplay because this game has is very immersive. It has a lot of things on it, but we will get it anyway. The City of Kings, it's, it's great. It's my top three. Definitely is going to be in my top three of this year. And I'm very happy that finally this episode uh, came to Solo BG Podcast because, uh, like I said, the copy that I have open. I already brought it to the table a couple of times, but today we're going to unopen another copy and that way we can have the full experience of the unboxing. Like I said in the beginning, and this is your first time here, uh, also another thing that we do is that we try to give you an audio unboxing of the things. Uh, you know, because it's very common if you're if you're new in the hobby or you are already, you know, a former gamer in the hobby, you know that we all love to, to see... Uh, besides review uh, videos we like to see when they're unboxing the games to see the components and all the stuff so uh, sadly uh, you know you can have only the full experience either in real person or in youtube but with solo bg podcast you can be driving you can be in your bicycle you can be running you can be walking you can be asleep with your eyes well not asleep but you know with your eyes closed on the bed or the couch you can be on a new york subway or any train in europe or any airplane and you can have the audio feeling of the unboxing because I will be describing everything through you, uh, everything that we're finding on the game, of course. So we have the audio unboxing. So if this is the first time that you're here once again, welcome. And that's another thing that you will be experiencing here in Solo BG Podcast. Anyway, uh, be- with that being said, let me tell you what I've been playing recently. I've been playing Azul, which also I mentioned, in, I believe, on the last episode on the introduction. And I'm having I'm having real fun every time that we play it. Uh, I haven't tried yet the solo variant, but you know the competitive variant is very 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 fun. Also, uh, we tried Brook City, uh, by, designed by the Sadler brothers Brady and Adam, and published by uh, what's it called? Oh, I forgot the name of the Blacklist game. There you go, you got it. Blacklist game published by Blacklist game. And uh, you know the first time I tried, I tried the demo version basically uh, with our friend uh, Brady Sadler at his place. But then I had the opportunity this week to try it, uh, you know, cooperative three players. And it was very, very, very fun. I like that that game doesn't have that alpha player mechanic that sometimes or very often a lot of cooperative, cooperative games had them. Like uh, Pandemic, for example, is one of the, the, games that, the games that I don't like at all because it has the alpha player, um, you know, role necessarily. So I'm not a big alpha player, you know, fan game type wise, I guess. Uh, but Brook City... It's it that has it's a very cool thing that it has that even if it's cooperative everybody had their own role and they need to do their own thing around the city in order to try to solve uh, the crimes the different crimes that they were appearing in the city during the turns and also to resolve the main case that they're trying to resolve in Brook City anyway I try it I'm looking forward to try it now with two players and with four players and solo in that way we can have a full full review of the game and we can have a full episode dedicated to uh solo uh sorry brook city in solo bg podcast uh, i've been also playing dice forge with my friend jonathan and caleb and it was very fun i like the mechanics of how the dice is evolving and how the die is changing uh, the different faces and it has different bonuses and i like how you you know you're trying to recruit more cards and be more powerful in order to do a better job and have uh, more victory points at the end of the game one thing that it was kind of uh, not annoying but kind of tricky was pulling the the die faces uh you know every time that you were trying to replace it with another one but no biggie and it was it was a good game you know we have fun i also try heroes of tenafir now finally that was one of the kickstarters that you can see the unboxing on our facebook and solo bg podcast and i also talk about it on previous episodes that i 
play it solo. Well, now I play it cooperatively with uh, Jonathan and Caleb as, as well. Uh, we played three-player games, and uh, it was fun. You know, I feel like it was a little bit better than uh, the solo variant or the solo mode, but I want to still play it again uh, because when I when I play it solo, I play it with two characters. So now I want to try it solo with three characters, like you know, like if it were three people. Uh, I want to see how hard it is to handle those three players by by one player, and also I want to play it with another player, four players, and in that way we can also have a full review of the game. And just like as I've done in City of Kings that I played already, uh, four player, three player, two player, one player. So uh, with that being said, uh, I played Heroes of Tenifer and it was it was still okay. It's published by The Broken Mill. So tonight we're gonna talk about the City of Kings once again, designed by Frank West. Published by the City of Games, uh, I think they're, I believe they're in France or the UK. I'm not very sure. I think in the UK. Anyway, I'm very very excited about the game because it's a very immersive game, and if you like the fantasy adventure type theme, this is definitely a game that you want to check it out and probably or most likely add it to your collection. So with that being said, let's see how we see on the box and cover for the City of Kings. It's a great game. I love it. Box and cover. Okay, so now we are in the box and cover section of the episode. And the box, it's a big box. I like it. It's uh, because, you know, usually you have the 12 by 12 uh, standard box size. But this one is like more vertical-wise long box, I guess. It's a big box, but I like I like the, the front and the cover because it's mainly just black. Like a black box. And then it has a sword and like a crushing in a stone. But then... You can see that on the sword, it's uh, like a mountain and like, like a castle type kind of thing on top of the mountain, kind of the Lord of the Rings. And then it has, as you're going down on the on the graphic, you have like the, a, a path going through woods and then you go more deeper and then everything starts to turn red, like I guess, you know, to the belows, to the danger zone that you don't want to go. And, and, it's, and it's great. I, I love it. And then the City of Kings with big, white and gray letters on the front and then on the side... It's just basically the same, the City of Kings. And then it tells you that it plays one to four players, that it's uh, the stories, um, because we will talk about it, but the stories, uh, time-wise, time uh, gameplay, it will be 90 to 180 minutes. And the scenarios, if you want to do it independently, it will be 45 to 90 minutes. And the age is 14 year plus. I totally agree with the 14 year plus. And the time-wise, yes, I agree. It has the time that it takes. So very accurate on that point too. Now, on the back of the box, let me carry this big boy here. Uh, it says the City of Kings uh, Premium Edition. At least that's the edition that I have from Kickstarter. And it's designed by Frank West. And it has the same uh, statistics about the wonderful players and, uh, you know, the time-wise and all the stuff. And then it tells you the description of the game. For example, it says the City of Kings is a fully cooperative fantasy adventure board game. You and up to three friends play the roles of the surviving leaders and must defeat the enemies of Besh over a series of seven stories and 12 scenarios. Each story offers a unique challenge and has an optional objective depending on how long you want to play. And then it tells you, it gives you a description of the components. Uh, it gives you a content of, a list of contents of the game that we will talk once we go inside the box. And then it tells you that you can learn how to play without reading the rulebook, uh, thecityofkings.com slash how to play. And, you know, well, but anyway, you will be referring to a rulebook a lot, believe me, because... Uh, you know, the, the scenarios rules and the uh, uh, episodes and the chapter rules will be changing. And it's just too many rules but because the game is very immersive, which is good. And you can find on Board Game Give a lot of, you know, like short, I guess, you know, rules, uh, 
letters or like cards that you can print and you know you can have more those more accessible but anyway the the rule books are are, are good you know for the game i mean i didn't have to refer to board game geek basically for anything but there's still some handy things on the board game geek uh website anyway um also this uh version comes with premium extras which is four anti uh knock sheets with the, which they're very great and two kickstarter packs anyway um one faction and one armor this is once again the version that i had i don't know if the retail version is going to have different components probably without the kickstarter but i mean who knows anyway if you have the the retail version or the basic version it's still very 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 nice uh game anyway that's that's what it is for the box and cover now let's see what it's inside the box inside the box Okay, so now we are uh, we are about to start the inside the box. And hey, guys, I haven't done my favorite thing every time that I'm going to be unboxing. You can hear. Yeah, I love to move the game around. I hope I don't broke anything, but there we go. A lot of stuff. Let me open this, uh, this big guy here. So let's open the box. And the first thing that we see here. Sorry. Try to open this. There you go. City of Kings on the table. All righty. And... The first thing that we have is two books, two big books, that one it says the adventure start here and the quick reference book. Now, in this one, the quick reference book is where you're gonna be able to find all the different keywords for the different abilities, the creature abilities, uh, the map tiles, because every map tile will have different effects, uh, things like that. So the tokens, everything, and a summary of the round at the back, which is always very appreciated, which I will tell you another great fact of the game that I really like and I appreciate. But anyway, everything that you will need for, uh, in order to reference for the game, it will be fine on the quick reference, like it says. And then in the adventure begins, the city of kings, it gives you a table of contents, how, what is the game, how to win, um, you know, and all that stuff. To win the game, you must complete the objectives of each chapter in your chosen story. That's why I told you that every story will have different rules, kind of different setup too. Uh, and when you complete the last objective of the final chapter, you win the game. So you don't win the game if you're going to play kind of campaign thing. Uh, kind of by chapters, you need to uh, finish the whole thing, otherwise you won't win. What do we have inside the box? Here is the thing. I will tell you that the components, I love them. It's probably... Oh, I mean, there's a lot of great games like Street Masters, um, Manchester of Madness, and a lot of games that they have great components that they're amazing. Uh, this one... It's definitely on that side of the amazing component games. Okay, starting with the six character character sheets with matching tokens. The character sheets are the size of the of a big notebook, uh, you know, book. I guess big notebook uh, page, if that makes sense. They're huge. They're the size of the box, kind of. Those are the character sheets, and on the front. They will have all the stats, everything that that character is going to be developing, abilities, skills, equipment during the game, their health. But if you flip it on the reverse side, it's like a big poster, which is great. The art is amazing. I love the art. Uh, it's like a big poster of the character that you will be playing. And also it will be telling you a little bit of the background story, how they ended up in the City of Kings and how they uh, interact with each other, which they, it works it works great. Like, so the, the storytelling or the story component-wise behind the game, you know, the chapters, the scenarios, and how each character interacts with another one, it's very well-developed and very well done. So you will have those six character sheets with matching tokens. And then you will have a little standee full color that represents that character. 
or if you buy an expansion you can get a miniature plastic resin miniature in that way you can paint it also you will have nine nine stat cubes uh, per set plus one spare in case something happens you have 12 skill tokens per set and five action tokens now these tokens are wood tokens which i love i love it and then you have worker one and worker two tokens per set so that means that uh, two uh, tokens for for a uh, player so one is going to be purple so that player who, who is purple is going to have two uh, little token cars as a workers and then yellow and red and so forth uh, the workers are token or cardboard but still they're very handy and very convenient for the game and they're they're very nice i like them too the rule book and the reference booklet like i told you now the creatures you have 15 creatures where war banners uh with matching creature templates and eight boss tokens with matching uh, templates as well 90 creature stat bars which it will be modifying the creature power and 150 creature ability tokens and three ability bags the bags are like those uh cloth uh you know nice bags that some dungeon masters they use for the dice and dungeons and dragons and things like that well you have three of those that they will uh differentiate with uh one from each other by uh, the difficulty by easy medium or hard on the ability then you have the dice five gathering dice five chains dice five scavenge dice 28 position card 100 quest card 56 equipment card 28 skill card 50 story card 12 scenario card the resources a bunch of tokens there uh, i won't even mention the total amount tokens for the impairments or effects that they will affect in the characters or the story bunch of tokens as well cardboard then you have the old barn a big other kind of a decent size mat that it will uh, help you to have uh, to count the resource once you go to the city of kings the resource that you get either wood uh, fish or uh, linen item parts whatever you will be storage them in that uh, barn tile or map tile 32 stands uh, bases 24 health cubes one time tracker and one spinner which that's very nice too 59 ma map tiles um, that they will be modifying and change, uh, changing every game. You have six temporary structure, two camps, two traps, two barricades, uh, three headers, a cardboard two for the temple, the quest of the trade district, one hope tracker, one XP tracker, and one moral tracker, and one corner piece, which is the base of the city of kings, and that's where the city of kings is based on. So that's the whole components of the game. Thompson components, very good quality, very good design it, and this game has a lot to offer a lot a lot to offer so now that we took a look inside the box let's see how the game plays gameplay alrighty so now we're gonna talk about the gameplay and I'm gonna try to do it as simple as possible because for this game I need to be honest it's a lot of stuff it's a lot of rules variation a lot of keywords a lot of abilities things like that is gonna be happening but basically I will explain you the whole structure of the game as as in this section now in that way you can have a better idea and it can you know help you out to understand a little bit or uh it can reinforce your uh will which i hope it does to get this game if you don't have it because you need to get it okay anyway so on the summary uh you know for what is going to happen during the game it's first of all you're going to decide if you're going to play it solo or if you're going to play it uh cooperative or whatever you want to do it and if you're going to play it solo it's you know you need to play with two players in the way you can move it back and forth and you have more chances to win the game i don't think you can play it solo with one character and if you do and if you win oh it's gonna be <laughs> like a legendary thing anyway um the idea is that you're gonna have two characters if you're playing solo or cooperative is the same thing okay so what's gonna happen first you're gonna choose okay i'm gonna play a single scenario or i'm gonna play a campaign slash chapter well let's say you play a single scenario right 
So the scenarios is gonna that is gonna come in the box. It will tell you it is normal, uh, you know, easy, normal, hard, or legendary, or whatever. Uh, but anyway, you will choose whatever you want. Uh, it will tell you a little bit of in the back of the card an introduction of what's going on, uh, what's happening of the city of kings. You know, um, if you need to, uh, what's what's going on, where are the enemies or what they're trying to do, or if you're trying to hunt them or so forth. And then it will tell you also on the reverse, what it, on the now on the setup side of the card. Besides the difficulty, it will tell you if it's a game that is going to be based on gathering, on building, or on fighting. Uh, so you can decide which scenario play, kind of. The first, uh, I will recommend if this is the first time you choose the easy ones or the normal ones, and you choose one of each, uh, you know, in that way you can get your hands on the game be before you play any campaign. So in that way you can choose one fight, and then one uh, building, and then one gathering, and that way you can ideally have all the mechanics of the games already set. And anyway... Once you choose the first thing, once you choose the scenario, let's think on this case, right? That you want to do any scenario first before the campaign, then you're going to start with the setup. And on the on the card, it will tell you, well, depending on according of the number of players, how many uh, morale you're going to get, you're going to start with, and how many hope you're going to start with, and how many experience you're going to start with. And also, it will tell you, so if it tells you, like, let's see, three morale and three hope, well, you're going to grab those uh, wooden tokens that are designed for those tracks and you're going to put them on the tree hope and tree morale. And then um, you will start, you put also the one that it goes on the XP. Then you're going to start to set up your character. And how you're going to start to set up your character is you're going to you're gonna uh, grab the big sheet that is for your character and you're going to start to fill up all with the cubes of the wooden cubes that it gives you uh, for your color. You will start to set up all your uh, stats, which in total there will be nine that they will uh, go in those stat cubes, kind of a, you know, Dungeons and Dragons thing. Uh, so it will be four held, one, let's say four held, one attack, uh, one held, uh, one range, two movement, zero lock. You're going to start with zero lock, um, you know, and then for the walker, you will be able to have them move one time together one time and, you know, things like that. So anyway, once you have all the stats with all the cubes, then you will be ready to go. You start with zero skills. You start with no equipment because you're going to be discovering that during the game. So now, now that you have everything set up, then you're going to set up the map. In the map, you're going to set it up according to the scenario that you choose. It will tell you uh, the tiles have different numbers on the corners, on the top corners, I think. Uh, yeah, top corners. And then you will be setting up those tiles. So what you're going to do is it, it will tell you, for example, the scenario. This scenario requires tiles 1, 2, 3, 7, 9. So you will grab all of those, those numbers. You have them on the square tiles. You're going to mix them together. And you're going to place them just as it shows in the scenario card. So the red uh, tiles, that will be usually on the top right corner. That's the dangerous place where you can have better rewards, but they're more hard to find creatures and stuff like that because it's going to be more dangerous. Um, and you have the green ones, which are the basic, the basic, I guess, normal dish for the game, where still you're going to have quests, shops, uh, you know, resources and creatures as well. Uh, for all, every tile has a different effect and you will find them all together and the descriptions in the quick reference book. Anyway, once you set it up, now you're going to see if there's any face-up tiles that they need to start face-up on the game. And then you're going to find it and place it face-up on the position that it is. Once you set up everything, also it will tell you like where in the time tracker it's going to start. So when you have everything set up, then it's the player turn. On the first turn, what you're going to do is resolve the story. That means that you're going to go to the uh, story card or the scenario card. And at the bottom, it will tell you what is the goal of the game and, you know, the objective. And if you have accomplished it, well, you win the game. So the first thing that you're going to check is if you already uh, fulfilled the, or accomplished the scenario uh, goal. 
You have it? Well, let's move to the next uh, part. Then you're gonna move the time tracker because the time tracker is gonna start with, you know, morning, evening, uh, you know, night and all the stuff. It's gonna have the different times uh, of the day. So you're gonna advance the time tracker by one. Every time, every time that your time tracker goes for the 12 hours, I mean, 12 rounds, uh, you know, does, does a complete turn on the, on the clock, let's say, and then you're gonna lose one hope. The hope is going down in the group. And if the hope is start at three, now it's gonna go to two. And then if the clock goes again, another 12 rounds and you haven't finished the game, the hope keeps going down. So now it go to two, then one, so four. And if it goes below one, you lose the game. The same for the morale. The morale, it happens every time that uh, enemy, uh, enemy gets killed or gets defeated, then the enemy needs to return to the city of Kings and the morale goes down by one. And if either the hope or the morale goes down to zero, players lose the game. Anyway, so that's how it works. How the, how, that's how the time tracker influences on the game. Also, the time tracker will have the spare token symbols on it. And if one of these symbols is on the mat, that symbol is going to get weaker, weaker, weaker by time. So that means, for example, on the 3 o'clock, uh, you have the Frost uh, Bite as, uh, Impairment token picture on the time tracker, right? So that means that if there's any frost uh, impairment tokens on the board, instead of being a strong uh, frostbite, now it's going to turn a medium, then weak, and then it's gone from the board game. That's it. And those impairment tokens, they will have effect against the uh, heroes, right? So that's how the move time tracker, basically, it's how it works. Then is the player turn. What is going to do every player on their turn? Well, the first thing that it's going to do is resolve the impairment from the move tracker that we already mentioned. And also resolve the impairments that they have in each character sheet, like poison, fire, or things like that. Then they will activate the creatures that they're on the board. And the creatures, they will have a stat bar. And they will have a certain amount of health, certain amount of abilities. And the creatures, all of them, they will make damage or they will be having, they will move. And if they move in a worker uh, tile, they will capture that worker. And their worker, it won't, it won't be available for the players unless the characters go and defeat that uh, monster. So then that's what's going to happen on the active creature uh, part of the, of the summary of the round. And, you know, usually they're going to make damage to you or damage to one of the players, one of the damage to one of the heroes, um, and they will make other kinds of things around the city, which you don't want to happen. So as soon as you see a creature, either you run away or you kill that creature. And also one clever thing about the creatures is that with certain abilities, they are, they, it allows the creatures to move. And you have a movement card that it will tell you basically where that creature needs to go in the tile and it will have you it will give you like four options in order for you you know to move that creature uh, or your hero to wherever that position is possible and after you activate your hero i mean your creature then is the hero and worker actions okay so in the hero and worker actions you will have like basically like every game you know every uh your hero actions you can do certain things you can move uh, you know, uh, you can do uh, turn corners, move from an explored tiles to an unexplored, unexplored tile, I'm sorry, move from an explored tile to an unexplored tile, move from an explored tile to an explored tile and vice versa, uh, move through creatures, minions, and other heroes, uh, stand on the same tile as on another hero, worker, creature, or minion, or travel through tiles with impairments such as fire and poison. Uh, nothing uh, those you encounter. and But you can't move diagonally, move an unexplorer, uh, you know, if you're an explorer and an explorer tile, if you want to move to another explorer tile, you cannot do that because you need to explore before. So you can move, you can explore, you can interact, you can attack and heal, and you can deal damage or heal your damage, like I said before, and uh, you know different things. Now, 
the four actions that you have at the beginning of the game, you want to divide it with your worker too. Because the worker can do actions and they're very important. The worker can move, they can work, which it will allow them to build, gather, or scavenge. Or they can gather, they can explore, they can, they can scavenge, they can build, like I said. And the build basically works that they will be improving the tiles, uh, you know, that they're on it. Some tiles there allow you to improve from phase one, phase two, phase three. And every time that you improve them, you're going to get very nice rewards that they're usually increasing your stats and your abilities of your character or getting uh, different quest cards by free or things like that, which the quest cards are equipment. Uh, because one important thing to mention is that once you reveal a quest tile, that once again, you will find the description on the reference sheet, that means that you will draw from the quest deck... Um, uh, you will draw one card and it, we will tell you, you know, what your quest, which it's it's not it's not forcefully that you need to do it. Uh, but it, if you do it, it will give you some rewards or it will put you to, you know, choices like the last time that I play this game with my wife. We were playing the campaign. It will tell us it will tell us something like, OK, well, the, the main the objective of the game was to gathering fish to in order to uh, build uh, different temples. But um on one of the quests was like, well, you see a guy on the river, either you want to help him out and you will get one fish or you want to steal the bag from him and you're going to get three fish. So basically things like that, right? Like a lot of games, they do it now with the quest. It's the same thing here. Uh, well, where if you do the quest, well, you know, you get rewards. If you don't want to do it, you can still go for the objective of the scenario. And then you can also reveal the shop tile, which automatically will allow you to, three, to draw, I'm sorry, three sh uh, shop cards from the shop deck. And those uh, uh, cards are equipment that you can put in your characters in order to get better stats. Like you can get boots, helmet, swords, things like that. Okay. So now I was talking about the actions of the character. That's uh, every time that you explore and you reveal a tile, you can do that. And, you know, things like that will happen. So you will activate your heroes trying to accomplish the goal of the scenario. And that's basically it. Then once you, once you resolve your heroes, you will go back again and check, you know, resolve story. You see, uh, okay, did we finish the story or the chapter? No. Well, then we move the time tracker. Then we do the player turns. And the player turns start once again, resolving the impairment tokens that you have with your character. Then activating the creatures. Let's see if they haven't killed you. If they kill you once again, the morale goes down. If the time goes by, the hope goes down. And that's how the game is putting you like a, uh, like a time-wise thingy where if you don't hurry up, you're going to lose the game or you're going to lose the chapter or the scenario or whatever it is that you are choosing to play. And that's basically, basically, very basically, <laughs> once again, how the City of Kings work. And I say that because uh, the game, once again, is very immersive. It's very fun at the same time. You know, when you, sometimes when you have immersive games, you tend to be like, oh my God, it's too much. It's very overwhelming. And if you're not enjoying it too much, it's like, okay, I'm going to put it back on the shelf. Then probably that game don't see the table in a year or two years or so. But with this game, the immersiveness makes it more fun. And you really want to learn to play. And you really want to go to the quick reference to find, okay, this is the ability of this monster. And now he's going to move. And now he's going to counterattack. And now he's going to escape. Or now he's going to intimidate. Let me see what it means. Let me see the poison tokens, the frostbite. Let me see what they mean, the map tiles, things like that. There's a lot of go going on in the City of Kings that you need to refer to a rulebook, but it's not annoying at all. Also, like I said at the beginning, there's some board game geek sheets um, that uh, people made that they're very handy to and very convenient that you can have them in order, you know, to more uh, faster and accessible way to uh, learn the game. But once you play a couple of times, you're going to become very familiarized with the skills and the abilities, and it's going to become very easy to you to, and with the tiles as well, it's going to be very easy to you, you know, just to keep playing, and you're just going to go back to the quick reference book just for a reinforcement if something, see if you're not too sure about something. But 
Anyway, that's how it works basically. And I forgot to mention the XP track. Every time that you kill an enemy, you get experience, you get back the XP track, and usually the XP track gets, uh, gives the opportunity to improve the stats to every character and also to improve more skills for every character. So basically, like a Dungeons and Dragons type role-playing game where you get experience, you improve your stats, you improve uh, your equipment, you improve your abilities, and you keep going on the adventure, which I found it very great because honestly, uh, for me, it feels like a Dungeons and Dragons board game, like a real Dungeons and Dragons board game. I love it. I really like, I won't say a lot, but I really like the Dungeons and Dragons board games, but these ones, this one, the City of King in particular, give me way more feeling and way more enjoyment of if I want to go with that theme in the table than the than the real original, uh, uh, you know, Dungeons and Dragons adventure board games. Anyway, so that was the gameplay of the City on Kings. And now let's see what we think about the game. Let's see where we put it on our ratings. Let's see if we play if we rather play solo or cooperative. And let's go to and jump to the next section to see if we rather play this game solo or cooperative. Solo or cooperative. Okay, so now we are in the section of the show, my favorite section, if we rather play this game solo or cooperative. For this one, it doesn't matter at all. <laughs> I love both variants. If you want to play it solo, it's a must-have. If you want to play a campaign, it's a must-have. The only thing about the cooperative campaign is that you want to have a group of friends that they're going to commit, uh, you know, to play to the whole chapters. Because that's the purpose of the chapter cooperative uh, type wise game, I guess, in order to fulfill everything and fulfill the stories. Um, and that way you can have the full experience of the City of Kings. That's the only thing. Uh, but it's still, if you want to play it solo, you have a lot, you will have a lot of fun. I love it. It's like I told you at the beginning, it's in my top three of this year. Definitely. I don't know if it's going to be number one or not. But it's definitely in the top three. It's a great game. Frank West did a great job on this game. A great and amazing job. Um, it's it, 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 Listen to this. Like, Just because this game, I'm definitely backing all the other parts from Frank West. I mean, the game is so well developed, so well uh, uh, designed, so well everything. I mean, the characters, it's super immersive. It's, it's, it's for me at least... It's a great game, and I'm pretty sure that you will enjoy it, that you will have a lot of fun with it. If you like cooperative games, and you like the fantasy, and you like Dungeons and Dragons, definitely this is a must-have for you. If you like adventure, this is a must-have. It also feels like you're playing kind of like a, oof, like a kind of like a Legend of Zelda game, but in the board game type. I mean, if at some point somebody makes a Legend of Zelda game, I hope they make it this way. It, it's 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 magnificent. I I like it. You know, it's it's a must-have, and he plays great solo or cooperative. Uh, the other thing about the game is that the price. You can find it right now. I was looking up, and for example, in Amazon in USA, which is where probably a lot of people get their games. Or if you happen to find it on a local gaming store, of course, it's always, I always say it, please, please, let's do a little bit of sacrifice and get it from the local gaming stores because that's a way of supporting the hobby too and the industry. But if, if let's let's say you want to do it through Amazon, right? Uh, in Amazon, it's $73, the game, the base game without expansions. But with the base game, you have a lot. And I'm very surprised with that price because I would have thought that this game it was going to be on re and retail and, or in Amazon at least in every gaming store, like 100 bucks. Um, like once again, I don't know exactly the retail price of the game, but in Amazon it's on seventy-three dollars and American dollars, and it's a great price for what you're getting. You're getting a tons, tons of replayability. You're getting tons and tons of components. I mean, 
it's a great price, you know, and I'm happy with it. I don't want it to make it more expensive living like that. But I'm just saying that it's, you know, to encourage you to get the game because it's, it's great. And I want to make sure, I want to make it, uh, you know, put it on the table or put it on the microphone or the speaker that I'm not getting sponsored or, you know, anything like that from Frank West or City of Games or City of Kings. I'm just telling you my reviews, my honest reviews. And this is a game that it really, it really surprised me. It's one of my big surprises of this year. Um, so the City of Kings, definitely, I mean, in the price, it's great. If I would have played this game, um, you know, in demo, and then I will definitely will go and boom, get it, like right away. So this is the City of Kings. I remember last Gen Con, uh, I was with Frank West and uh, over there at, the, at his booth, and I couldn't get the demo copy because, you know, it was the one that they were doing as a prototype or demo in all the conventions, but now you can get it, and I definitely recommend it. From zero to five, their ratings from that we do use kind of like Netflix type-wise. What zero is you hate, you hate it, you want to burn it, five is you love it. This game for me, probably, it's hard to put a game on a five, you know, because that would be like the perfect game. And definitely this game is very close to that, but I'm pretty sure it has some little tweaks or, or things that, uh, you know, that it doesn't allow the game to be on that super excellent um, uh, category. But still, if, I, if it was up to me, because it has that enjoyment with cooperative and solo, I will definitely put it at 4.7, 4.8, like very close there, very getting there, like, you know, like, oof, it's a great game, you know, it's it's definitely a must-have, that's for sure, this is a must-have game, I will put it that way, we talk about Fuse, and I was, the last episode, and I was talking, well, it's a must-have, or, you know, not because of uh, the, the greatness of the game, it's a must-have because it's a very easy-to-bring game for library, etc., etc., no, this is game, this game, The City of Kings, is definitely on the must-have category, like everything, like gaming library, adventure, uh, your, uh, you know, your, your own enjoyment, your collection-wise, everything. The City of Kings is the must-have game. Uh, yeah, so like I said, Shallow Cooperative is the same, uh, same level of enjoyment. Uh, probably Cooperative while you're interacting with other players and trying to decide better strategy from different points of view, but still, Solo, you, you have a lot of blasts. Uh, and anyway... So that's the game. I, I really like from the game the components. Once again, the little ba the big bags that they give you for the uh, easy, normal, hard uh, ability tokens for the uh, enemies. Um, I really like the tiles. I really I had the miniatures and the standees. Both they look great. Honestly, the standees. Usually, I prefer uh, uh, you know like everyone minis and plastic miniatures, but the standees are very nice too. Very elegant. Very well designed. And you can play with those if you don't want to feel like painting miniatures. But if you want to paint the miniatures, you will have a lot of fun because they're very great quality. Um, I like the time of the game that it takes because it doesn't feel that long because you're you're you know you're going through the adventure. I like the the option that you can play in a scenario or a campaign. So if you don't feel like a campaign, well, you always can play the scenarios and that's it. You finish and you succeed and you have still a story uh, to start with the with the game and a story to finish with the game. Um, and yeah, I like the quests. I like the like the way that you shop items, the way that you gather items, the way that it, it makes it very uh, real and common sense that, for example, when you're playing with your workers and you're gathering fish, let's say you're far away from the City of Kings, in order for those resources to be available to you, you need to go back to the City of Kings with that worker, and that way you can put those resources in a barn that the barn eats on the City of Kings. So all those things are very thematic, and I, I enjoy them, I like them a lot. I don't have too much to say about this game other than it's an excellent game, that it's a big surprise. It was a big surprise for me on this year that I'm very happy that I got a copy. I'm very happy that I'm boxing in front of you guys. I'm very happy that uh, I played the game multiple times and I'm looking forward to finish the whole thing 
and I'm looking forward for expansions, and I'm looking forward for GenCon to see if I can get some promos, and I can have some some of them some of them for giveaway. Which, by the way, talking about giveaway, right now we have a giveaway going on, and we're giving away a free copy of the game Friday. That's a, a mainly a solo game. Well, it's it was designed for a solo game. It's Friday. It's a small box, but it's a lot of fun. A lot of in it. And I'm giving one copy away to one lucky winner with free shipping on the U.S. If you're not in the U.S., you can still win the game and we can talk about shipping, which I'm pretty sure it won't be a big deal. But anyway, free shipping on the U.S. And in order to participate, you need to go to our Facebook page at Solo BG Podcast. You're going to find the post of the giveaway and you need to tag uh, two of your friends. You need to like our Facebook page and you need to share that post of Friday. And uh, we will choose a winner a live streaming winner to the Facebook page as well on July 15. And we will say who the winner is. And that way, if you haven't <laughs> met my beautiful face, <laughs> well, you will do it on July 15. Once I do the live, the first of many, many, many live streamings now for Solo BG Podcast, because there's a lot of big things and big projects coming for Solo BG Podcast. Also, we're going to be on Gen Con, like I mentioned it on the Fuse episode, which it was the, the previous episode to this one. I'm going to be on Gen Con. I'm very excited about it. I'm going to be recording. I'm going to be doing interviews. I'm going to be doing live streaming. And all that is going to be mainly through our Facebook page. So please like our Facebook page, Solo BG Podcast. In that way, you don't get, you don't miss any of those things. And um, you can follow us also on Twitter and Instagram at Solo BG Podcast. Any uh, comment, concern, or thing that you want to share with me, you can send it at Podcast at gmail.com. And also, like I said at the beginning, the new project in Spanish about the Geek Universe at Geek86 on Facebook. And at the email is infogeek86 at gmail.com. So that's all I have for this episode. It was a kind of a longish episode, but it was very, very fun to do it because this game had everything that makes it fun. Once again, a must-have. What are you waiting for? Get the City of Kings. Please. Remember, we don't do any Patreon, don't do anything like that. So if you want to support the show, please, uh, the, the best way that you can do it is uh, give us a thumbs up wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, write a comment if you're doing it through iTunes. Rate the show if you're doing it through iTunes as well. And share with your friends, share with the people. Go tell your friends, like I always do the hashtag. And like you're going to hear in a little bit, go tell your friends. That's how you... Uh, really, you can really support the show. If at some point we have merchandise in a website or something, well, we will do it. We also, I'm going to tell you, you know, we have some shirts, some promos, some hats, whatever. Um, but uh, at this point, I'm just, I do this show, to be honest, completely honest with you. I do this show, with, you know, everything comes out of my, my heart and my pocket. I buy the equipment, you know, I don't get any, uh, any uh, you know, patron or things like that, Kickstarter. And I do it very happy because that's a way that I can, you know, share the, the hobby with all of you friends. And also that's what I'm doing in Spanish because I was surprised of the amount of Spanish uh, speaker, uh, speaker, I'm sorry, gamers that there are around the world. And of course, my primary language is Spanish or Espanol. Um, so that's why I decided to do it. It was another way to share the hobby. And I'm very happy that I'm doing it. And once again, not no Patreon, no Kickstarter. I just do it from my heart and from my pocket and because I want to share the hobby. And that's all because of you, my friends, because I'm very happy. I don't have the exact numbers here right now, but... I can tell you that hi to everybody that listened to us in the U.S., in Mexico, in Spain, in Chile, in Argentina, in Denmark, in Germany, uh, in uh, China, in Japan, in Turkey, in Australia, uh, where else? In Africa, South Africa, uh, uh, in Portugal, where was the Italy? 
I was, I'm very happy the last time that I checked my statistics of the show because, you know, as uh, we rent a host or a website host in order to support the show in every platform, uh, which once again, you can listen to us in iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, Amazon, and the Borgen Geek website. Um, you can, I have access over there to the statistics of how well the show is doing and how well each episode is doing. And I'm very happy to see that they're releasing the episodes in all those countries. I'm very grateful. Thank you so much. And hi to all of you. You know, I'm based located in Indianapolis, Indiana, USA. But hi to you over there, wherever you're listening. And the numbers are keep getting growing. Like I said on the previous episode, the Facebook page is our page. is you and mine page. So it's everybody's page. Um, so it's your house. This podcast is yours as it is mine. So it's, you know, it's everybody's. As long as you want to be on this hobby and you want to share. And I'm very grateful for that. So that's all I have to say for this episode. I will see you next week for another episode on our weekly podcast, Solo BG. And with that being said, remember... For victory, go tell your friends. Till next time, see you through the speaker and at the tabletop. <laughs>